Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome again to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. My name's Lauren. As you guys know, I am joined by an awesome lady. She is one of the coordinators for the Southern Bells and Chimes from Hotlanta, Georgia. Help me welcome Brandy Foster. Yay! Hi. Hi, Lauren. Thank you so much for inviting me. No, uh, Brandy, thank you so much. I um, I had mentioned to Brandy uh, kind of uh, off mic that I had seen her in a video with a moto, and I think it was at the Southern Fried yes, Gaming yeah. Expo. Yeah, so I was like, I don't know her. I need to know her. I, uh-huh. And that's the thing about this show is that, you know, I wanted to meet more lady pinballers. I'm like, I know it's just not me and my couple of girlfriends here in San Antonio. And, and I love that this hobby and the sport has given me the opportunity to meet, you know, people like Brandy and all the other women I've met so far. So I am very, very excited that you're here Yay. with me today. Thank you yeah. so much for having me. This is a joy. I, I love this. Yay. Skyping. This is new to me. So yeah, so we we um we are like so she can see me and I can see her listeners because it's kind of like a, a Skype mechanism, but it's it's fancy software for podcasters because I had to be extra. But yeah. uh, <laughs> we're keeping our fingers crossed that the uh, fancy uh, stuff works. Okay. <laughs> it's always like a thing with me. I'm like it, Mercury in retrograde. I have no idea. Mm. <laughs> I'm just like come what? on now, like just keep my stuff together. <laughs> I thought um, Mercury but, was in uh, Gatorade right now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love it. Um, so uh, again, uh, listeners, thank you for joining us. Uh, Brandy, for people who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came into the sport and hobby of pinball and where you're at today. Well, I would say when I was a child, I would go to uh, the Dairy Queen. There would be a pinball machine there. I don't remember which one. Um, because Georgia obviously hates pinball and, uh, because they consider them a gambling machine. So we don't see them everywhere. However, when I got a little bit older, it was about 21, I'd say early 2000s. Um, I played a Lord of the Rings game when it first came out at a bar and I was totally hooked. Then it was just gone out of the bar and I didn't see them for another 10 years in any bar. <laughs> and now they just started popping up everywhere. So that's kind of how I got back into it. And I like pinball because I like video games, but I like pinball. It has a, um, a physics aspect to it. As not only is it a video game, but you're playing with physics and motion and kind of, kind of like pool because that's pool is very popular here, but you know, pinball is not as of right now. I'm trying to change that. And, that, and that's what I like about it, you know, I, and it, it was one of the things I wanted besides seeing the video of you and Emoto, um, you know, the South, you know, we're not as well known for our pinball scenes. And I think that there's a lot of mm-hmm. ladies and, and guys out there that are trying to get these scenes built up and trying to kind of, you know, breathe some life into some pinball communities. So I, I commend you for kind of being a trailblazer and doing Thank that you. and, you know, kind of putting that together. It's been so much fun. I've met some amazing women along the way. They're all unique and special and different. And I cherish each and every one of them. And I, I, what I also do is I shark women into pinball. <laughs> I'll see them uh, because I, I work at a, uh, a comic book craft beer bar that also has an arcade. Um, I work the comic fun. book store. 
Yeah, it's amazing. I work at Comet Brick Store on the weekends. Um, it's my friends, they own it. And I see girls going up to the pinball machines and they're, you know, don't know what to do. They're pressing buttons. They, you know, and I come up, it's a little creepy. I have to admit, I think I'm a little creeper sometimes, but <laughs> once I start talking to them, I think that they get over it and, you know, they understand. Cause you know, they honestly, I see them double flipping and I just go up to them like, Hey, let's try to do this. And this is the start button. And I mean, honestly, that's how lacking the pinball uh, department is, is that people walk up to the machines and don't even know how to start them. Yeah, we've, we've talked about that, you know, like they, they have no concept. All of a sudden you have a person with a four player game and they don't know what they did. We're like, right, right. (laughs) And they're playing 12 balls, you know, and I think when you, you play for a little bit, you know, and I'll admit this, I forget sometimes like, I was like, okay, we need to get super, super basics. Yeah. And and that's important because people do feel intimidated by pinball sometimes because it's like, what is this? I've never seen this before. This weird, wacky machine. Absolutely. Yeah. Or they feel like, you know, oh, I, it goes down, it goes down every time I lose the ball, every time. And, you know, they, they don't see the fun in it because they lose the ball. So then I start teaching them about nudging and, you know, getting their aggressions out on the machine a little bit every once in a while, just maybe nudging over here and there. And then I, I'd say once people get their first multi-ball, that's it. They're I see it in their eyes and yeah. it's awesome. And I even get the kids into it because they don't know either. So I sit there and watch people and it's kind of like a, a you know, social study of <laughs> watching people <laughs> around the pinball machines and what they do. And they're pumping dollars in. But I like your description of shark. That's better than mine where I feel like more of like, you know, Mormon kid on a bike. Do you yeah. have a moment to talk about pinball? <laughs> Yeah, you know, is your uh, your parents home? Yeah, we need to talk. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I have a pamphlet for you today. (laughs) So no, that's awesome. This is my brother Charles, and this is my brother. We're we're missioned in your neighborhood, and let's talk about, you know, seeing stones and and hats. (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, we're going to go into our uh, big segment, which is our pinball news segment. We don't, well, there's not a ton going on right now. We're kind of in a lull before we, and I know my listeners are very excited that the Houston Expo is coming up because they can hear, they can stop hearing me talk about it because oh. I've been obsessed with it for a while. So listeners, don't worry. It's next week. Um, so uh, you, you can stop hearing. About, are you going to play in a tournament? Uh, yeah, so um, I'm going to be playing in the Bay City Open, which is a um, open tournament. I don't think I'm going to do awesome enough to make the finals. I hope so. But um, I also am going to play in the Women's Intergalactic Tournament, which Ooh. is the all-ladies tournament. And so I'm very excited. Um, it's always a fun little expo um, if you ever get the chance to swing on over. It's always like oh, kind yeah. of the fall November time frame. Cause you, I mean, it's not nearby, but it's not like unbelievably it's far not unreachable away. for sure yeah yeah and i live i live 10 minutes from the airport that has you know probably 30 non-stops a day to houston or dallas oh, yeah. or you know something like that so it's i'm always hopping on planes in and out so that's the good thing about where i live but i am not good enough to fly around and play in tournaments so that's what we're oh, working, no, on, no, no. working on it right now soon 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 it's going to be right around the corner and i will be seeing you at all this stuff so well, I hope no so. worries on that one 
All right, so let's uh, jump into news. Uh, the first big thing that came up was the uh, the Sanctum in Connecticut had their 24-hour Sanctum event. It's their sixth annual. And um, a big congratulations to Jerry Bernard, who took first place. Um, Bowen Cairns was in second. John De Zappo, and I apologize if I mispronounced your name, sir. Ooh. And then uh, taking fourth was Trent Augustine. So some names I recognize, some names I didn't. But um, I can't even imagine playing 24 hours I either i was thinking about that like, do they so I, obviously they give them breaks right like you, i do. think you, if from what i understand you have breaks like in between rounds and things like that okay. but you're essentially playing 24 hours oh man so no naps no disco naps you can take like a mini disco nap like in between but yeah. it's not from what i understand it's not long enough to like really like make a difference right. you know I, mean, I think i could do it i could crank out you know you could how many five hour energies is that? That's like five <laughs> plus an hour. So, you know, just <laughs> drink one of those and, you know, I, I think I could probably do it. I just don't know. I'd like to see the weather. I, some people might get better as the time goes on. And some people, yeah, just, like some people are used to being up that early in the morning. You know, um, Jeff Parsons was talking about that a little bit, the host of the pinball players profile and um, or the pinball players podcast. I'm sorry, Jeff. Um, but he was talking about that, you know, since he gets up so early for his day job that, you know, he was doing really well, like as it coasted into like three or four yeah. when people were starting to fade. He's like, this is when I'm usually up. So oh. I was cracking up and I'm like, oh, I'm not usually up that early. So I'm like, no, oh, no, I would. <laughs> and I'm like a little old lady. I'm like, it's 10 o'clock. I got to put my slippers on and go to bed. Uh, so, yeah, no, I used to be like, you know, stay up all night kind of person. But now I'm like, nope, nope. Oh, I'm man. a super old lady. I could probably do it. I think I would get a second win probably at 1 a.m. But then before that, you know, I would be hangry or I'd want to be, you know, my eyes would hurt. I don't know what I would do. I don't know if I, I need some like uh, nitro, nitroglycerin. What is it? Nitrous oxide. Not nitroglycerin, oh, yeah. nitroglycerin, like not, <laughs> not nitroglycerin. I don't want to blow you up. No. Not going to the dentist. Yeah, no, um, I need, you know, like Fast and Furious car juice, you know. Oh, nice. To go through the night. Something like that would be the only way. But who, I, I, I was trying to think about, um, were any women in that tournament? And that's what I was looking for. I couldn't find the, the roster or like kind of like the final, you know, besides the top four who finished, you know, I'd love to know, hey, hey, listeners, if you know, post on the Facebook page or Instagram or email me um, who the top lady finisher was at the Sanctum. I, I would like to know. Yeah. Um, just for, for my knowledge. So whoever it was, go you. Yeah, yay, yay. absolutely. Amazing. Um, but the guys here locally were like, we could do it. We could do it. I'm like, I could not do it. I was like, I will cheer you on and then I will take a nap. Yeah. You'll you'll come in and bring the and I'll and I'll like wake up and I'll go get you some <laughs> breakfast because I care about you as people but I'm like no no I, I cannot do that I do know actually two people that played in the tournament but I haven't spoken to them since they played um, I know Sunshine uh, but not you know I love Sunshine because she kind of taught me about bells and chimes and got me into it a little bit um, so she's amazing um, and then she is an awesome lady. I love her. And then there's uh, Chris Compton as well. So I know him. And uh, so I haven't heard back. We'll see what happens, what they have to say about it. Because I might want to hear their tactics and see how uh, they were staying awake. But it sounds like <laughs> you get kicked out. Like, I mean. 
I think, I mean, depending on like how you do in the tournament, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about that. All I know is that it's 24 hours of pinball, but I don't know if everybody's playing like, you know, it's not like a, a match play, you know, tournament where you're getting, right, right, out, right. you know, as you get down, I think everybody's playing for the 24 hours and then it's like a collective points. And please, oh. listeners, again, let me know because I've never played in it. Again, I'm just hooked on the whole 24 hours of pinball. <laughs> I get tired when I have to do like the eight or 10 hour, like, you know, thing at one of the open regular events. I'm like, I'm tired. I want, yeah. I want a sandwich. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, well done again. Congratulations to Jerry Bernard. Um, that's awesome. Uh, the other big piece of news, uh, because we are all about toppers, all toppers, all the time. Actually, actually, it's not necessarily true. Like, I like toppers. I'm not like, I have to have all the toppers. But I think they're fun. And um, fun. it's like, you know, a little extra pizzazz for your it's, pinball yeah, it's machine. A, it's a knickknack for your pinball machine. That's what I like. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the top. And I am yeah, the queen of like being extra. Move too. The, the moving ones are my favorites. Oh, and this one's super fun because it interacts with the game. So we'll put a link in the show notes, guys. But essentially, imagine uh, Frankenstein's lair, you know, where uh, his, um, you know, lab room where he was creating his monster. And it has all of like the um, meters that with the, you know, that kind of go up and down. And so it's got a couple of those. And then this brain that's in a jar and it kind of comes alive and it interacts with the game. Wow. And I thought it was super cool. There's a, a quick video on This Week in Pinball, but it looked super, super neat. What did you think about it? Well, when I first started looking it up, um, I, <laughs> my Google popped up um, the Disney Castle cake topper uh, because I am planning <laughs> a wedding, and it seems that was the algorithm that it was wanting to play with at that moment. So it took me a second yeah. to find it, and then when I did, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I don't know... If we will get uh, that machine in the arcade, we will see. We are um, we have mostly Sterns, so I have a Stern. Yeah, it's a super fun one. If yeah. you get a chance, uh, get some time on it. It's super fun. I love the topper. So well done, Spooky. Um, it looks amazing. But uh, yeah, speaking to your wedding stuff, that's going to be in your like <laughs> search algorithm for like two years after your wedding. Oh, you think? I was still getting stuff. Yeah, I know. I got married. God, it'll be four years ago in December. And I'm like, oh my God, with the wedding stuff still. Is it still giving you like the knot and all that? Yeah, I yeah, don't know. Like I'm still, it, it, it's actually much better. This is the first year where it got better. Yeah. Um, the, oh. the first two or three years after my wedding, every time I tried to search something, they're like, oh, is this a venue? Or, yeah. oh, do you need a band? I'm like, no, I don't, I don't need a band. DJ? Like, need, yeah. Yeah. T DJ, cupcakes, mm -mm. you know, no, we don't napkins, need any of that. Whatever. No. Yeah, I'm like, oh god. I'm just like, I'm so over. I'm just over it. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no. I mean, that's a hella cool topper, you guys. <laughs> if you have a Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle, I highly recommend picking one up because it was super duper awesome. One of the big reasons I wanted to bring you on as another Southern Belle, um, by way of Chicago, um, I was I am interested in hearing about. We hear a lot about like the big pinball scenes, New York, Chicago. Portland, Seattle, right, right. Even for me, like we hear a lot about like Dallas and Houston, you know, Atlanta, I love Atlanta. I have oh. visited there a couple of times. And it's one of my favorite places. And I didn't know a lot about the pinball scene in Atlanta. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit no off the does. air. Yeah, no, I was like, so like, how long has like the pinball scene like kind of been coming back? Well, I, I, I should say there is definitely a pinball scene here. And there has been one. 
uh, in Atlanta for some time. I just, it wasn't really known to the masses. It was more of a, they're going to hate me because I'm saying this, but it's more of a, um, you know, kind of rich, older white guy sport where they have a it's lot okay. of, yeah. Okay. I know <laughs> they have thick skins. We all know this. Um, they, uh, and they, it was very exclusive, I should say. And, you know, you can't exactly recruit other people into this unless they're buying and selling machines. So those guys were in a small circle. And I say guys, but there's a few women um, peppered here and there. And I do know those women now. They're amazing. But um, it was very difficult to find other people that weren't, you know, older, affluent um, frat boys, I should say. Uh, <laughs> the first tournament I ever played in, um, a guy came straight up to me and asked me who my boyfriend was. Like, who was I watching? Ah. And that girl, you know, the girlfriends couldn't stand there and watch because they were in line. And I was just like, Ugh. you know, it was a grown moment. And even just last week, I was mansplained by um, a gentleman that's in uh, the local scene, which I would say the local scenes maybe... 50 people. I mean, in the city of 8 million people. So uh, everybody out there, this is a, uh, this is a wide open trove of people with money and, uh, you know, want to play in a social setting. So I saw a need for that. And, um, and especially after, you know, these gentlemen uh, kind of, you know, they're rib they're locker room talking me, which you know, I have a thick skin too, so I'm okay with, but to an extent, but then I played with a couple girls that were into it. And I was just like, this is so much better. Like we are having fun and, you know, ladylike sportsmanship and cheering each other on and, and, and educating each other. And it was just so wonderful and eye-opening. And I started looking online and I found bells and chimes and, Talk to Ezra, Esha, and, uh, you know, here we are. I had the kind of the same origin story because I started playing locally in our open, like, league in our open events. And the guys I play with are awesome. But I got invited by the Houston group to come out and play with them, like right. the Houston Bells and Chimes chapter. Right. And I talked a lot about this in episode one. Um, and they were the coolest chicks. They had, um, like, I mean, the sportsmanship was fantastic. They curtsy to each other. It's adorable. Oh, that's cute. I can do that. Yeah, it's super cute. And I'm like, what are you? and they're like, we curtsy. And I'm like, that's adorable, y'all. <laughs> but uh, when I was with them, the energy that they had, I was like, I want this for San Antonio. Yeah. And so I came back and kind of mad scrambled, also reached out to Eka. And I was like, hey, can I, you know, do a Bells and Chimes chapter in San Antonio? And they were like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And uh, she was so nice. And everybody's been so supportive. And it's just grown and grown. It's like, if you build it, they will come. Exactly. And, you know, women are just flocking to you know, all bells and chimes chapters, not just yours or mine or whatever. Right. I, you know, it's one of those things now that they realize it's there. They're like, this seems fun because I, and it's again, we, we talk about this a lot on the show. I don't think that all men, you know, I'm not making a blanket statement where all men are mansplaining and they're just, you know, not fun to play with, but there are those bad apples that kind of ruin it for, for some people. They don't make it fun. I mean, well, I want to have fun and I want to play with people that also want to have fun. And, um, you know, not just guys with headphones on and, you know, uh, I mean, I understand in a tournament situation, but even just as a camaraderie, you know, 
some of these guys, they rage tilt and then they scream and kick. And, you know, my restaurant's a family restaurant and we can't have that, you know, necessarily going on in the background where some guy is rage tilting and screaming, you know, calling the machine a whore, you know, this true story really happened. Um, and we, we, we have, I'm, I, I know exactly what you mean about the few apples because it really is sad that we can't, you know, all just play openly. Like I would say any, I, I shouldn't say any other sport, but, but I, I just feel like there needs to be some type of decorum involved. And with yeah. the ladies, I never have to say anything ever to them ever. Um, it's always a pleasurable and wonderful experience with all the women playing with. Yeah, no, I, I haven't had any issues. Thank goodness with the, the ladies league. How long ago did you found or found, founded, <laughs> found, founded? I, I can't. I, fa- I um, founded. I, yeah. Founded. When, when did you? Fa- oh, okay. I, Five? That's America. Did I find it? When, when did Bells and Chimes Atlanta start? <laughs> Officially, um, it was February of 2018. So we're looking on two years. Um, our Facebook group has over 100 members. Um, typically, last night, we had a really big night. We had five noobs come. So we had 14. Congratulations. I know it. And one of the noobs won overall in a shootout. Oh, that's the best. Oh, my God. It made me so happy. And this particular lovely woman um, also works at the restaurant. She was extremely intimidated by pinball. Um, however, she is about uh, four foot 11. So I feel like that is an advantage to her. Uh, she's like closer to the play field. And she's amazing. And she, oh, and I just, I begged her before Bells and Chimes started last night because she was hanging around after a shift and having a beer and stuff. I was like, girl, come play. You're so good. Because we've been hanging out late at night and playing um, for the last few weeks and stuff. And she's like, I'm not very good. <laughs> I said, no, just play, please. And she came on and she won. And it was amazing. And Another person, it was their third time and they got second. So you never know. You're only as good as your last ball, you know? So it's, I, it was a, it was a lovely experience last night and we give out little silly prizes and I give out uh, good ball stickers. So that seems to be very encouraging. Um, and, uh, we get some, we get snacks. The, the restaurant's called my parents' basement and they're amazing and they take really good, great good care of us. And, um, Make sure we eat some tater tots so we don't get too sloppy on the machines at the end of the night because we <laughs> definitely like to drink the beer too. Do you guys do just league or do you do monthly tournaments? How? What kind of events do you guys have? I, I've done one major IFPA um, tournament. The issue is, is I'm trying to get the women that play more confident because they, we do a monthly tournament, an IFPA tournament that's um, co-ed. Anyone can play in it. And they're extremely intimidated to play um, for the aforementioned reasons. And I'm trying to get them more confident in their game. I mean, we're just learning how the games play at this point. It's more of a camaraderie. We're getting confident. And then I'm I'm slowly working them into possibly doing more than one um do a tournament per season. So we're, we're trying to get that. It's like I said, it's so new. Um, people don't even know how to play, you know, when they first see it and now they're hooked. So it's, uh, it's definitely a work in progress. So we're, 
I'm, I'm coaching them and getting them into it. So we just started playing match play tournaments. I mean, we were doing it on like a wider race board and, um, which we still do from time to time because it's fun. Uh, but we we're working on it, I should say. But you got to love that match play software. I, I will say like when great. I get to do, yeah, when I get to do a match play tournament, I was like, oh, thank you so I much. Cause we have for San Antonio, we have a league and then we have like a seasonal tournament. The league I do, I use them, the Papa software, which I can, up, I still haven't even uploaded my scores. I still need to do that because everybody fills out a sheet of paper oh. and I'm like, oh, it's like data entry. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but I like, I love, like, I'm trying to figure out some way to do match play as a league because then I'm like, everybody just enter your own stuff. I don't have to do it later because I'm terrible at it. Everybody's like, Lauren, did you enter the scores? I'm like, no. Yeah. And that's what I think we're trying to do because now you can do match play on the phone and um, we're trying to, I'm, I'm, it, like I said, it, I need I need like an Obi Wan to help me because I'm literally stumbling through everything, um, trying to find figure out how to do it all. And uh, I thank thank God for the other bells and chimes uh, chapters because I've gotten a lot of information and feedback from them. And um, I really wanted to play in the Battle of the Bells in Chicago. What was it a month ago? Uh, yeah, at the Pinball Expo. Yes, that would have been fun, but. We like I said, maybe give us a, a couple. We're still a rookie team, so we need a couple years, and we need a couple more investors to come to Georgia and um, make some more barcades because this is a huge, wide open field. If we can figure it out, so I'm also trying to lobby for pulling pinball out of the um, uh, gambling circuit, I should say. So. Uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about that um, at, before the show started. This and this is something I didn't know. Um, the, the kind of one of the reasons that you don't see a lot of pinball, you know, everybody or not everybody, but some of you listeners may know the history of pinball. Pinball was considered a kind of a, a gambling machine for the longest time, and of course, you know, Laguardia kind of you know snuffed them all out, and you could really only find pinball machines here and there. But in the crazy Bible Belt South, you know, it was really hard to find pinball in a lot of places. And I, and I know it probably affected places like Atlanta. So uh, kind of tell us a little bit about that. Um, so they're still considered gambling machines by the state? Absolutely. Each machine has to be registered with the Georgia Lottery Association. It costs a lot of money. If you have a uh, liquor license, it's even more uh, complicated. Um, they consider them akin to the machines. And I don't know if this happens in Texas where they have a gas station and they have a, a you know, a slot machines in the gas stations. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're lumped in that same exact category. Uh, I believe if you have a liquor license, uh, it's my understanding that it's $5,000 in tax per year. <clears throat> we all know that that's ridiculous. That's we have, insane. We have 10 machines in the basement so you know it's uh that's a lot of money and they're not going to make that much money so uh that's why you don't see it if you do see them they'll be on free play because that's how another way that you can get around it and um uh and those free play machines are sad sad stories so half of them don't work or the children have wiped all the boogers on them it's just they're terrible in <laughs> terrible condition um i heard that there is a guardians of the galaxy in a whole foods in Midtown that um, was on free play for, I think they said three weeks before <laughs> it broke. So, you know, that's, we're trying down here. Don't make fun of us. We're definitely trying. Um, the whole scene is basically underground. Um, 
we're trying to change that. And there is a great uh, barcade. Well, excuse me. It's just an arcade in uh, north of the city that's called Portal Pinball. That's Brian Boyles owns that and he's amazing. Uh, he's, but he cannot serve alcohol, but we're working on that. Um, it's basically, you have to kind of beg these commissioners to, you know, listen to that. There's a big market. We also have a law that they can't be, I believe it is 500 yards from uh, any type of school. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I don't, we in Georgia, we just got to drink on Sunday, just not even uh, very long ago. And uh, so this is not surprising to me at all. Um, but there's a huge market here. And if we can figure out a way around these um, blue laws, I think we got a lot of uh, potential here in the city. I mean, it's a huge city and it doesn't really have a scene. And someone just sent me an article on um, uh, it's it. Uh, excuse me. Hold on. Let's cut that. Atlanta Magazine, they're putting a new uh, arcade bar, and it's from a very um, affluent owner who owns many affluent restaurants. And it says nothing. It literally says the first floor will have vintage games such as Mortal Kombat, Pac-Man, Street Fighter 2, obviously probably be emulators. And then the second floor will be darts, foosball, and board games and a virtual reality option. No mention of pinball, none whatsoever. Um, there's obviously a market for it, and it's just the investors. Just it's not even on their radar as of right now. So this is a it's a good market. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think this is a challenge with a lot of the markets in the South. I mean, Texas, it's not that bad, but they are taxed differently. Um, yeah, we can't buy liquor on Sundays either. Um, you can you can buy wine and beer after twelve. Yeah, that's. Mm -hmm. But you can't buy you can't buy hard liquor. I get out of church first, at all, you know. Yeah. Yes, church first, then you can you can go buy beer and wine, but that's <laughs> it. And then on top of all that, you can only buy liquor in the liquor store. Yeah, you can't like go buy it at a grocery yeah, store. Like I always get wigged out when I go into place. I'm like, <sighs> I know, I know. When I go to Louisiana, I'm like, you can buy rum and coke at the gas station together. They're like connected. <laughs> And you're, it's it's unbelievable. I'm I'm freaked out by that too. Yeah, no, same, same. It, it, it just cracks me up. And you know, Texas even still has dry counties. Ah. There's parts of Texas that still you know are dry. And it, so it's like I think that people sometimes don't realize like the uphill battle that some scenes are fighting, like Atlanta, in a way that you know you're. It's not even like a matter of trying to find people. Like, yeah, that's one thing, but you're actually trying to change a culture and change laws. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, you have y'all seen, and and to me, that's kind of like amazing that you know you're kind of taking that on. You know, pinball manufacturers, if you listen, you know, this may be something you guys want to maybe you know help out with. Yeah, you, you know, changing the laws. Be a lobbyist like, any day, I will gladly take take on that role. Um, I'm, I'm looking into it and trying to figure out who I need to talk to about possibly changing the way that we see pinball machines, or at least just getting a dialogue about it going, because I feel like we're missing out on a lot of, um, co of commerce, you know, and people that want to open, you know, there's a, there's a million, a million different bars here. You know, there needs to be more um, gaming because that seems to be what the younger crowd is, is gearing towards, but they're not going to get into pinball if it's not available. 
Correct. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Because, I mean, there is this huge resurgence. I mean, we all, we've talked about it on the show. You hear about it all the time. You know, all these bar and retro arcades are coming back. You know, millennials are really, you know, Generation Z, they're enjoying those retro games, including pinball. So we're, we're at a point where this is an opportunity for a lot of businesses and for people to be exposed to pinball and for businesses to open up and have pinball in their establishments. And if the laws aren't changing, then, you know, it's going to become pinball deserts and nobody wants that nobody wants that i mean even it's i I don't know we there's several blue laws that that need to be changed and they will be over time once i call them you know i don't want to say okay boomers uh but uh (laughs) i was just explaining okay boomers to somebody today okay boomers, and they're like what are you talking about you guys need to retire and let let the 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 adults, you know, handle this. You guys already took all the, all our other money from us. Let us have this. <laughs> Let us not have your oh your religious um, hanger on from the uh, 1950s. You know, we don't need that anymore around here. And and they saw that with we had a mimosa mandate uh, a couple years ago where we could have um, what? Yes, it was. Uh, you know, we couldn't serve alcohol in the restaurant. You know, and I worked brunch on Sundays. That was a great day to work. But literally, I would take everybody's drink order. You know, hungover, very eager, waiting with money in their hand for their bloody or their mimosa. But I couldn't ring the order in until twelve thirty. So there was a mimosa mandate on that. And so finally, you know, and we. Did did the did what did chaos ensue now that we can serve mimosas at eleven o'clock on Sunday? No, it's. I think these laws are there, and you know maybe they don't think that they're worth even amending at all. So it's. I just think they need to be more aware that we are. Um, we're missing out on a big, you know, a big community that could definitely happen here. Yeah, I, you know, I'm hearing more and more about, you know, pinball communities, you know, Georgia, Florida, Missouri, you know, that whole like Gulf Coast region, you know, there's a, you know, a lot of players coming out of Louisiana, of course. And so for, you know, you're part of our club. So you're kind of part of this, this Gulf Coast scene. And, and I'm just excited to hear more and more about what's happening with ladies pinball in Atlanta and just pinball in general. So I I think it's great what you're doing. And I hope, I wish you all the best. And I hope that, that things turn around and, and that anything you we can do, you know, pinball media or, you know, little me, um, you know, glad to help. And, and I, and I do hope that we run into each other at an event um, oh, because absolutely. I'm just like, oh, she, she's got such good energy, yeah. y'all. Like, she's super chill. Yeah. And, but it, it, one of the things, so like, so for the next couple of years, of course, you're kind of, you know, trying to get the scene established. Do you have any kind of big goals for your Bells and Chimes chapter? Is there like stuff you're kind of looking forward to? Well, I would love it if we can have multiple places to have Bells and Chimes. While we love my parents' basement and they've always hosted us, um, we would love to go, um, play different games. Like we have never played, I, I should say, I should not say that we've only played classic games at expos or when we did one, um, uh, I'd say field trip to the North side of the city, which is if anybody understands about Atlanta traffic, just going six, seven miles, sometimes takes an hour. You know, you live in Texas, you totally understand as well. Yeah. <laughs> Houston, you, it's, it's, 
it's about the same soul sucking experience here as well. So uh, we don't go to places that have classic games. So we don't get to play them at the uh, Southern Pride Gaming Expo when I did the women's tournament there. Uh, some kind collectors let me have some of their um, older games or classics for the tournament. And my girls have no idea how to play them. Like uh, Paragon, while it's very hard, we've only played it once at um, Portal Pinball. And that's, the, that's, a, that's an issue with us is because we can't find a place to play more games. You know, we're stuck. I wouldn't say we're stuck. I shouldn't say that. I should say that we are um, limited to playing the eight Stearns and two Williams games that are at my parents' basement. Um, so it's hard for us to compete on a national level or even... It, with with any type of tournament that has classic machines and um it's, it's difficult so more more places would be amazing so we're trying to that was my goal is to either get us practicing older classic games or um finding someone that's willing to let us learn on theirs you know that's just been the the biggest um obstacle that we have so far yeah, you know what? She does listen to the show, but uh, and she's been on the show. She was a guest. Laura Fraley, oh. um, they run a place called the Richmond Pinball Collective in Virginia, Richmond, Virginia. And it's like a private club. Ooh, yeah. And I have a feeling like Virginia's laws are kind of similar mm-hmm. in a way, mm-hmm. you know, with like the Southern laws. Um, but they may have a workaround for you guys. Yeah. So you may. I, Laura. Reach out to yeah, Brandy. Please, Brandy. Reach out to- I'll, I'll give you Laura's contact yeah. info. She's super chill. But I'm thinking that like a private club may work in y'all situation. And, and, and it can. And there are some private clubs, but you know, I just don't know if they're exactly. Um, I sh- how should I say? What, can can we be ourselves uh, as we are at my parents' basement in a pinball club? You know, where we feel right. like we are. You know, being judged or. And that's, that's been the, an obstacle for us too, as well, because, Aww. you know, just, I mean, literally last week, uh, an affluent, uh, man in the city that, uh, buys and sells games, never heard of bells and chimes, even though he's very much in the community. What? Yes. But and when, uh, he's not, he's not bothered. That is a... He's not bothered with it, uh. you know? Um, and he said, Oh, what is that a club for a bunch of lesbians? And I said, so what if it is? Okay. And secondly, by that logic, you playing with all your guy friends, you know, would that make (laughs) your club just as as gay, which would be great too. You know, like I, I don't understand what you're trying to say here. So, you know, it's, I still feel a very big stigma. Um, And I'm not going to say, okay, boomers again, but uh, it's, (laughs) It just seems to be uh, a hashtag uh, on this uh, podcast. This, this episode may get like in the show notes, hashtag okay boomers. Okay, boomers. <laughs> you need to change the laws. You need to understand women can play pinball too. Um, you need to understand that we don't need to rage chill and um, express your naked male ag- aggression, you know, and uh, there's room for everyone in pinball. And that's the thing. I think that, 
And this is Lauren's opinion that sometimes, you know, people are threatened by things they don't understand and they don't know and that you're changing, you know, everything that they understood in their small little oh, world. Yeah. And it's like, there's a bigger world out there than just you and, and people that are like you. And, you know, I feel that Bells and Chimes and Ladies Leagues, they provide a space for people to feel comfortable and accepted and, and wanted. Oh. And, you know, it, to me that that's so important, you know, um, however you identify and whatever path you choose to live and, and are, are born to, you know, you should feel comfortable and safe and have a good time. I'm like, why, why do, why does everybody like, not, not everybody, but there are some people out there. I'm like, you are such a downer. I was like, what? You are, you are harsh and my mellow. Yes. I am just over here having a it's good like, time. Gross. I am straight up not having a good time right now with you and your energy right now. And I just wanted to be calm. And, and with the, with the women and bells and chimes, I mean, we're just cheering each other on. We're, you know, watching each other, biting nails with each other. You know, when we had a shootout last night, every, I mean, the room exploded when it was over and you just don't see that, you know, when I play in the other tournaments and, you know, there was a call for kitties and space stickers that come out, you know, and I have like special stickers for certain Aww. things. And, um, it the, the camaraderie is unlike anything else that I've ever been a part of. And I think it's very special. Um, what this sport brings, uh, to uh, brings to the table. It's very special. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree with you. And, and again, like I said earlier, thank you for what you're doing. You know, it, it takes people like yourself to kind of, you know, throw down the gauntlet and say like, all right, I'm going to do this for my community and, and make sure that, you know, we have pinball for, for not only today, but tomorrow in the future. So, you know, well thank done. Thank you so much, Lauren. I really appreciate you reaching out to me. This has been awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, but don't worry. We got a little more show oh. left. I told you that we have one segment. Oh, the, the one scary segment, part. Okay, okay, okay. It's going to be okay. okay this I'm is ready. A, don't I'm be ready. scared. It's super fun. Okay. So welcome to Inside the Pinball Arcade, where we at the Backbox Pinball Podcast find out more about your pinball mind. Brandy, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Brandy, question number one. What game do you love? Um, Guardians. What do you love about Guardians? Oh, what is I it love, that you love? Um, well, first of all, I'm I'm into comics as well, so I love all of the Marvel-based uh, machines. But Guardians is probably one of my favorites because um, different modes you can go in. It never seems to get dull for me. Um, there's always something I'm working on. I'm practicing. Uh, who doesn't love shooting balls into Groot's mouth as well? I mean. It's the most satisfying <laughs> thing I can think of um, to do at a bar. <laughs> yeah, it is super fun. All right. Question number two. What game do you hate? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I, I hope Stern's not listening, but I really don't like the monsters. I like it, but I, and I don't like it at the same time. It's just, I just feel like it's a low score and there's a lot going on and I don't know. I just. Yeah, they need this feedback. Yeah, yeah. It's not. You, you, it's not your favorite. It's not my favorite. You know, it's like I. We won't use the word hate. You. You just like yeah. it. It's not like. You know. I think it maybe it could be a, a favorite. They're just. I don't know. I, if they are working on updates, that's awesome. Yeah, it definitely needs some code updates. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But don't worry, you're not out there on Munsters Island by okay. yourself. I am also not a fan okay. of the yeah, Munsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've mentioned it a few times on the show. 
Um, it's not because for me, I need gameplay, but I also need theme. Like those two things matter to me. And I'm just not like, you know, jamming on the Munsters no. theme. I mean, it's okay, but I was always teams Adams family. So to me, the Munsters are like, Meh. yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. It's just, I, I feel like there could have been, it, I don't know. I'm not a designer, but, um, there, there could have been maybe different things they could have done with it or should we not do something so similar to Adam's family, you know, um, the, but there's people that are diehard Munsters fans. We actually had the, oh, yeah. the cars and we had the, um, the little kid that plays the, the, the werewolf kid. I forget his name. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Bruce something. I don't, I don't know. He actually came oh. to the restaurant with the cars, with the grandpa's car. Oh, with the, yeah. 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 He came to the restaurant one time. So it's, I felt like, you know, we have to get the game because we have like his signed picture around it. It's got, it's very kitschy and cute. So there's some diehard fans. I will say that really, really like yeah. the monsters franchise. So that's fine. <laughs> I wish it was more, yeah. I wish it was more female centric too. That's the other thing I wish it had. Yeah, no, no, totally get it. Totally get it. All right. Question number three, what is your favorite pinball art? And this can be play field art. This can be back glass. This being cabinet art. What's your favorite art? Package? Oh, I'm so torn on this, but I really, really love the Megalodon Deadpool art. I think it's amazing. Um, I love Deadpool as well. I hate to be a broken record, but Marvel uh, has a very tender spot in my heart. And uh, I was Domino for Halloween this year because we dressed. Oh, yeah, nice. we dressed up as different pinball characters, and um, we have all of our um, comic book based uh, machines in the comic book store. So uh, the art on on uh deadpool is amazing um but we i'm trying to think did, we've had a couple packages for the deadpool um so i believe we had the the other one um i want to say it's like a dragon yeah i think our uh yeah that's the uh limited like so there's the color um the pro the premium and the le i think that's the premium is it yeah it's not a is it a dragon i think it's a dragon I have, to, I have to look, ladies and gentlemen, I will look that up and put the, uh, the, the different terms for, for Deadpool. But I do know the Megalodon one. That one actually is it's pretty so awesome. It's so cool. And I love it. And I love playing yeah. that mode. And Deadpool is a great machine. I absolutely I love it. It's probably my second favorite yeah, right no. now. If code improvements they've made on Deadpool has made me like that game even yeah. more. Every time I play Deadpool, I like it just a little yeah. more. It's grown on me. When I first played it, I was kind of like, eh. yeah, you know, and I liked um, the theme. I am a fan of the movies and of the comics, but I was kind of meh about it. But the more I play it and the, the better the code gets, um, yeah, it's definitely becoming a, a top favorite. And for it's me. a beautiful game, too. It's absolutely gorgeous. Glittery and I Yeah, it's. Oh yeah, especially if you got all the extras, yeah. like you know, on the the uh, Ellie, you know, the disco ball, oh, yeah. and the chimichanga truck, and all that stuff. It's so I'm much gonna fun. shout out to Kevin Grillo uh, on that because it's his machine, and he keeps it uh, tip top, great. Uh, he hears from me if they are not tip top in great condition. Um, much to his chagrin, he will hear from me, uh, <laughs> but uh, he's he's great at keeping them maintenance, and they're always um, beautifully maintenance. 
Awesome. All right. Question number four. What is your favorite pinball sound? This can be music. This can be a call out. This can be just a sound that a pinball machine makes. Okay. I have a very specific sound that is my absolute favorite. And this might be a little extra, but I am recently, not recently, it's been a few years. I'm into um, ASMR. Have you ever heard of this? Where Oh, yeah, where it's the sound, you know, where people are crackling paper. There's certain sounds that relax me. So there is a sound Mm -hmm. in the Walking Dead um, machine when you're going up the train tracks on the right-hand side on the um, outside, on the outer Mm -hmm. loop. It makes like a clonk, clonk noise that is just intoxicating to me so i absolutely love that and i love bumpers um i like to shake it as much as possible to hear as many bumpers as i possibly can those are um my those are my favorites too no, I like that. That's totally and, and, interesting. And I, and I, I, yeah, I know the exact sound you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and I have a love-hate relationship with a knock, too. Like, I want to hear it, but it, sometimes it's, this is Atlanta, girl. We got to hit the deck when we hear um, <laughs> loud noises sometimes. So uh, sometimes it gives me an anxiety uh, rush that is, I don't know if it's good or bad. I can't tell. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I want the knock, but every once in a while, I'm like, ah, or if you're not expecting it and doing something else, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's a love hate. Yeah, no, completely agree. All right, question number five: What is your favorite pinball festival event or to attend or play? Well, in? I'm very limited, as everybody knows, but I've been two years at the uh, Southern Fried Gaming Expo. Um, I would like to give shout out to everybody that works on that. Uh, Mark and Preston are amazing. They did a great job last year. Um, I did the ladies tournament. We had, I think, 28 girls in it. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it was a great turnout That's and a dog. Awesome. Um, it was great. Uh, Ginger Snap came as well. Oh, Naomi. Yeah. I, shout out to Naomi. She is so she awesome. And she she has just such good energy. She friended me and we've never met in real life, but I'm like, oh, she's just she's, awesome. I just love her. She's and she's brilliant. Understand. I love her as well. And she brings such a, a level of, of awesomeness to any tournament that she's in. Um, but the Southern Fry Gaming Expo is amazing. Uh, and we had a, a brilliant time last year, but I'm still very green. I am willing and open to any um, passes anyone wants to give me and I will come to all your tournaments uh, if I can. Well, I hear amazing things about the Southern Fried Gaming Expo. So it's one of those things that's on my short list of like places I want to go. You know, of course, I'm making the Pimberg, you know, trek the, in 2020. But to me, you know, Southern Fried Gaming Expo is a little more in my neighborhood. Like I'm like, well, I can hop a flight to Atlanta. That's not that yeah. far for me. So like, it, you know, and I love y'all. If you've never been to Atlanta, it's such a great oh, place. Wonderful. I mean, the food, the people, I just, I love Atlanta. So for me, I'm like, well, you know, I could probably make that. Well, there's work. plenty to do. The expo's <laughs> in a hotel, so you don't really have to go anywhere or if you want That's to. Always the best. Um and it's uh it's a little bit outside of the city, so we don't exactly claim it as Atlanta, but um it's definitely doable and uh it's a great, great expo and I would love to do another one if we could. Um, it just seems like, you know, Atlanta's the terminus city. This was the city that where all points met on the train system. And um, there should be more, you know, uh, 
pinball centric things here considering there's a big scene in florida and up the eastern coast and through to texas and to the um you know from chicago down like this whole corridor corridor of the united states is being ignored for expos i feel like and i want to change that let's do more it'll be fun Woohoo! yay i think it's yay. awesome we're we're gonna change it it's gonna it's gonna be southern pinball is gonna be a thing hashtag so, southern oh yes that sounds good <laughs> all right question number six what is your grail pin what pinball machine would you like to own more than any oh, other pinball gosh that's so tough that's so tough probably well i know there's a new elvira coming out but i grew up with the mistress of the dark um as a little girl worshiping her on television so i love scared stiff if i could get that in my house um I would be a happy camper. Um, but yeah, that would, I would love it. That, or if we're going to talk about realistically, I would probably want a, a newer game because, you know, I'm not very good at maintenancing the machine. So um, <laughs> probably maybe, maybe the Game of Thrones, just because I'm also heavily into that universe as well. So um, any, anything in that nerd dumb is up my alley. Yeah, and they just did a code update to Game of Thrones. We had Kate Rothwell Jackson, who was the voice, the call-out voice for Game of Thrones nice. on the show. So we have much love for Game yeah. of Thrones here at the Backbox Pinball Podcast. So I think those are, are two excellent choices. Um, you know, the, the art is not my favorite. It's the only thing oh, I would Game ever knock Thrones? on Game of Thrones oh my gosh, is the art. It, I would, we actually put a sticker on Jamie Lannister's head um, the other day. <laughs> just because it he's giving you the side eye when you're playing the game next to it it's just it's not nice so yeah <laughs> brother d as we call him um he's uh yeah he's he's staring at you and throwing you off you know your black knight game so it's just <laughs> that's awesome i love that all right question number seven who would you most like to play head to head who do you enjoy playing pinball with the most <sighs> That's tough. In my circle of bells, um, I love playing with Tina Park. She's amazing. She's an old school um, Atlanta pinball gamer. She's been in uh, the, in the uh, the scene for a long time. She's one of those lone women that charged the the male dominated scene here. Um, I also really like playing. Well. I would love to play with Sunshine again, but she uh, she's so good at, at, at instruction as well as playing. And she definitely makes me play better when I do play Sunshine Bond. So Sunshine, hey, I miss you. Come play a game with me sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, no, she, uh, we met each other briefly just in passing. Like I, she probably doesn't even remember who I am, but, um, she was so nice. Uh, she was super, super yeah. nice. We met at the uh, bad city open two years yeah. ago. Um, super, super nice lady. So I, I'm hoping to get her on the show sunshine. If you're listening, I would love to have you on the show, but, uh, but I'll have to reach out and to she, her. She, um, hasn't been playing for that long either. So, you know, and she's just gone, you know, stratosphere in her game. So, uh, I, I really look up to her that she's um, hung in there with the men and her ranking is great. And I think she's one of the few women in the world that's up there, right up there with the, the guys. So more power to her. I want her to, to, to kick all their asses. 
Anytime. And I don't know her exact ranking, but I know she's in the top five for the women's oh, yeah. bracket. You know, she hung in there on the, the Stern Pro event yeah. that they had a few months back. And, you know, you always see her at big events. So, yeah, um, she, she's a she's a fantastic she's player. She, I, I, I hope you get a chance to play her again. And she sometime. represents the South. So as Southern women, you know, we have to um, root for each other. Mm-hmm. Keep, it, keep it in the keep it uh, family like that. For for sure. For sure. All right. Final question. What is your dream theme? This is a theme that has never been created, but you would like to see come to life by a major pinball manufacturer. Okay, well, my dream theme, which is going to be so obscure, um, would be, well, actually, I have a mainstream and an obscure one. I think I could do both. That would be great. You, I'll let you Okay, have- okay. my mainstream one would be Harry Potter. Um, but I've heard J.K. Yeah. Rowling believes they're a gambling machine as well. Um, so that's why she will not release the rights to it. But... Think about how awesome a Harry Potter game would be. Oh my gosh. Like you could do, I even have an idea for like, you know, cause this is the other issue with children. They'll come up to the machine and they can't, they don't have the, the same satisfaction with these fancy new games as they would maybe a, a classic game because they lose the ball so quickly. So why can't children come up and be like, Oh, I want to play, you know, Harry Potter, the first book. And that'll be like an easy task. Or if you're a more advanced player, you, you move on to, you know, Deathly Hollows pinball. So that's something that I definitely give some thought of. Obscure, I have a favorite band. Um, they are called Ween. Uh, they, yeah, Woo! I'm even wearing my Ween um, Girls Club shirt. So this oh, is I women of the band. Um, I would love to take a Black Rose machine and turn it into a mollusk-based Ween uh, machine. And maybe with a little teensy bit of spongebob square pants in there because you know they do um uh songs for spongebob as well so um or even a spongebob machine would be cool too yeah i know spongebob would be super yeah, fun why not i would want the like cabinet to be a pineapple. oh my gosh or a topper you know at least like the yeah. head or something like make it into oh, somehow yeah, like make it into like a pineapple are you listening stern we need um we need a uh a spongebob machine as well very true very true well brandy again thank you thank so you, much for coming on the oh show my gosh, you're amazing. I, it's been oh thank you you've been so much fun and i've loved getting Yay. to know you and and learn more about the atlanta scene and the atlanta bells and chimes for people who want to find out more about how they can like link up with bells and chimes atlanta um do you guys have social media absolutely we are southern bells and chimes hyphen atl um on facebook IG is going to be bells and chimes ATL and also Gmail is bells and chimes ATL at Gmail. Pretty easy. And it's all me. Just come. It's all me. And I will do my very best to get back to you and talk to you. And um, if, if you're interested in opening up a barcade, I'm very interested in running it and bringing all the women to the barcade as well. So Keep that my shameless <laughs> plug. Um, I just want to, I want to work in a pinball arcade. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> we are all about the shameless plugs here. There's, there's no shame in your Good, game. Okay. Here, so thank God. I love it. Well, thank you. All right. Well, Brandy, thank you. Thank you again. We really appreciate it. Listeners, if you are liking what you're listening to, um, or if you have any thoughts or, or opinions, or you want to just share, always reach out to the uh, podcast at backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. And I hope that I get to see each and every one of you very, very soon. And you guys take care and keep flipping. 
Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping! Keep flipping!